To sync this podcast to the episode, pause now and hit play right after the previously on. Hey everyone, welcome to the Outlander podcast. Uh, I'm executive producer Matt Roberts and I'm here uh, this week with... Shana Fuel. I'm uh, a writer and producer. Writer of this episode, Of this episode. Yeah. Blood of my blood. Um, yeah, actually, this is, uh, this is one of those episodes that, um, if Tony was here, she'd be talking about how I changed the title, but, uh, this particular one, I didn't. Yeah, there were, there were some things thrown out, but you fought for this one from the beginning to the end. <laughs> I You're did. okay with it. I really did like this title. Um, oh, it speaks to a lot of what, uh, what happens in the episode, and I think that's always what I'm looking for, but then doesn't totally give it away, and I think that's what's, uh. That's always what works well in a title. Um, This was, uh, if I remember correctly, we were, uh, you covered this episode as well um, in Scotland. Yeah, Uh, it was the dead of winter. Dead of winter. So every January, February. Every every episode, every block, we send a writer over to um, cover the episode, meaning they, they work with the. Um, produ- the producer there the, and the um, uh, director. So written by Shane Fuel right there. And look, we have the snake in the privy. <laughs> and uh, our director, Denise Denomi. So they work, they work together in the prep and as we film. So um, Shana actually wrote, an epi- wrote the episode, but she covered the whole block. So um, we're looking for a lot of insights for the produ- from the production. So Yeah, hopefully I can tell you more than going through about a foot of mud in every location which was you get really used to it by the end and i really enjoyed it it seems to be an initiation for everybody who works on outlander absolutely how much mud you have caked on your boots when you come home no i think in the script we flipped this right then this was uh this was different when when people can go to the websites and look at the script they'll notice that this has been flipped yeah it used to open on claire at the river which we'll see soon and um well, I think we used that shot in the main titles now. We did, and yeah. that's one of my favorite moments from being in Scotland. That's that's one of those moments where when I first turned in the draft and everyone sort of snickered. I'm like, what's so funny? And it really came down to, well, you're writing sunshine in a script yeah. that you're going to be shooting in Scotland. Yeah. Because uh, we have a saying, and you know, we don't write, we don't write weather. It just whatever is happening uh, on the day is what you get. And... And on the day, we were getting ready to try to fake us on and figure it out. And then out of nowhere, the sun came out. This is the shot right here. Oh, I get chills thinking about it. It all came together so beautifully. The sun came out and Allie, the DP, just ran over and we were all running to get the shot before the sun comes. Because when the sun comes, it's a, it's a short little visit. Yeah. But it stayed with us for most of the scene. Just exploring that sun in North Carolina, which you can't really get in Scotland, was so nice, I thought, to open the episode and explore, okay, they're in this new world now. It's no longer the rainy Scotland, which it somehow, you know, it's a kismet moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, when it all works, it, it you know, thankfully it works. Um, it makes uh, movie magic, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, everybody was looking at the camera, sort of having a moment when that shot came up and, and seeing these two together too this was one of the first scenes that they worked together again after quite a while yeah 
yeah, we had uh, seen the, the kind of return last mm-hmm. episode, but it was it was kind of short and sweet. And now, um, uh, here's a moment. Now, this is one of those moments where, for me, I pictured it a different way in the script as as we always uh, deal with that, you know, because we, with the books, you know, people imagine scenes that they've imagined for years in the books and then they see it, uh, see it, well, from your script, I, I've imagined this differently. I thought they would be closer to the water. I mean, I know you guys had right. a million different um, uh, things to contend with. Um, he was meant to be sort of hiding over a hillside and ultimately we learned there were some plants there that you couldn't, walk through we couldn't have our crew walk through because that would spread a plant that was really bad for the environment and so you sort of have to make shift on the moment yeah <laughs> and those leeches were so disgusting yes yes <laughs> and and i think that's one of the the things that you know when that you know diana never contends with anything like that she just writes the scene and there it is it's a it's it's all encompassed right there on the page and for us we may want to do that and then we have to contend with oh well you can't film here because um it's a uh sanctuary for geese or hey you can't do this because you're going to spread this this, <laughs> right, this an environmental wild concern pl- yeah, exactly. yeah so um yeah we love uh, uh of course uh, any anything when we bring uh, david barry back who uh, plays lord john he the chemistry between um Lord John and Jamie is so amazing, but it's also he has great chemistry with Claire, and it, it's not necessarily um, positive all the time. You know, sometimes right. it's it's like when you take a battery and you or a magnet and 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 the magnet connects with metal, but then you flip it and it pushes away. I think that's kind of the connection that he has with Claire. There's that's kind of a love perfect hate. way to put it because basically they both connect to Jamie, so they have to be other parts of the magnet. Yeah. And, but yet there's still some connection because they're both so attracted to Jamie and yeah. have this true connection there. That that kind of undying love for him. And, and you know, this is just me personally. I think that John Gray is, um, you know, all those people that want to love Jamie, but they mm-hmm. can't. Absolutely. You, you know, that they can be next to him, they can watch him, they can do all the things, but they can't physically touch him. They can't be... So the John Gray character is for for me and the audience that that thinks like this is that that's their conduit but they still can't touch them they still can't but they right. can love it's them. unrequited love yes. absolutely yes. it was really cool seeing sam work with oliver too they really had an interesting chemistry in itself because you have this little kid coming in and that history of knowing he had this son and not seen him for a while and sort of the expressions on his face. And Denise was an amazing director. Yes. She really talked him through what it's like to have a kid and what that looks like, yeah. feels and, like. And even even before when, when Sam uh, was working with uh, Clark, who was the, the previous mm-hmm. um, Willie, is... Oh, sorry. You probably heard me uncork. Um, well, <laughs> we are drinking McCallum Fine Oak uh, 10 years Scotch. In oh honor, don't, don't forget s- about me. Oh don't wait, sorry. <laughs> All right, hold on. There we go. All right. Um, so in point. honor of, well, you'll see what what's coming up is that uh, so we needed a good Scottish Scotch. Um, 
uh, yeah, but you know, uh, uh, Sam works really well with with with, with well, all the kids. So that w- the the child actors that we have, he always builds really good chemistry um, throughout the seasons, and and I think it's a gift. You know, you either you either have it or you don't. And, yeah, people have sort of a natural, especially when you don't have kids of your own. I think it feels different when you. With the fact that he was able to sort of embody that was yeah. really cool to see. I, I bet Sam's probably the cool uncle, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody would like to have Sam as an uncle. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. At, oh, there you wow. go. <laughs> we'll have to delete that from the podcast. <laughs> no, this was a fun one to shoot. Obviously, whenever you're doing a dinner scene and you've got so many different people and so many different reactions and the history between them and the heated conversation... There was a lot of coverage of this scene. Yeah, and, and dinner scenes, um, believe it or not, they 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 look easy, um, but because you have to, to cover every moment, they take forever. <laughs> you know, they do. And the forever. more people you add, you know, I think we did one in season two with sixteen people at a dinner table, and um, I'm sure that was Tony uh, Tony Graffia's because that's the way she yeah. likes to add more people to him. Um, but even even in something as what you would see as simple as this, uh, this this easily took all day and probably trickled into another day. It was that kind of thing. It really did, and I mean, just the simple things. Like maybe even Murtaugh doesn't have a lot of lines, but his reactions to each of these things are so important to the scene itself that everything gets covered. Everybody got to say these lines a lot. Yes, <laughs> and then there's eating. Yeah, I mean, add eating to anything is. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the first scenes that we shot with young Willie. And so it actually was a really great day for him to warm up and get used to the other cast. And right. of course, they were very welcoming and he found himself at home. But I think he was ready to leave when we were I done bet. shooting this. I bet after that. <laughs> and, you know, there are, there are rules that, that govern um, uh, child actors. So you can only work them a certain amount of time. So... Um, you have to find creative ways of filming. So you might have to point the camera at, at Murtaugh and do his lines. And Oliver had to step off set because he couldn't be there, you know. That's right. We, we definitely shot out Willie first. But we, there was some warm-up so that he had a chance to warm up before he was thrown into his close-up. Right. It worked out really well. Yeah. And when we say shoot out, we don't, there, no harm was done to the child. <laughs> actor. What we mean is we film their scenes first and then they leave. So, right. um, it, it's, it's funny, you know, when, because of Murtaugh, you know, in the books, Murtaugh is, is no longer with us. And mm-hmm. I love this scene, um, because of the passive aggressiveness, the, the, the way things are, it's just that, and, and by the way, Duncan and, and David are so good in that in that little um see how pleasant they are yeah. with each other but they just you know they hate each other they play well and then yeah. you've got claire and, and two, Jamie by, two, on each side two of the, the nicest team. guys of all time absolutely yeah, yeah yeah and then you got claire claire and jamie are at opposite ends of the table watching all of this sort of for the first time jamie's you know not on the same side as his godfather so it's really yeah a hairy situation <laughs> Now, there are 
probably book readers that are wondering why we didn't do the big uh, oh, snake in the privy moment. The snake in the privy moment. We definitely gave it the real try. Well, we built we built the, you know, as you saw in the title card. There yeah. was a, a privy, and that was our nod to it. There was a snake in the privy, but we built the privy, and and we could not figure out how to get a full, you know, grown yeah. child there. Not a full grown child, but a child into the to hole. Fall down the into fall that down. Hole. The, we were like the hole would have to be so big we couldn't make it work. So. Um, Oddly enough, we do try these things, and and <laughs> we, we it's and it reads so well in the book, but when it comes to practicality, it, sometimes yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't quite work out. Um, this is um, one of my favorite moments. This this scene yes. was sort of a last minute yes. add on where we wanted to just sort of see the two of them together alone before they were on this journey. And I love this. His answer here is a line Matt, Matt talks about a lot. He says, <laughs> and we, right. have a, we, we have a thing in the writer's room. Um, I don't, I don't believe in, I don't know is kind of what we say here in the writer's room for me is I think everybody always knows they just don't want to actually say it. They don't want to hurt the person. They don't, they, you know, they don't want to hurt themselves. There's, you know, some, sometimes saying something out loud might actually physically, you know, do harm to you and in, in your emotions and but you also most of the time don't you say i don't know because you don't want to hurt the other person absolutely and i think he knew why but he just didn't want to say and, and we've been talking about that and and uh, most people know that we are um we've already been picked up for season five and season six so um and and shana is also uh, going to be writing on season um five with us she's now supervising producer yeah yeah so um you know we've been breaking stories for season five and that that's one of the things that i don't know and and those of you who will be watching season five that will come up <laughs> i'll leave you with that so <laughs> this is one of my favorite moments between the two of them it's just that there's a lot of scenes with claire and john gray and they're, they tend to be pretty small, intimate scenes. And so to sort of show the way that their relationship is going to grow over this episode, yeah. this scene really sets it up well because it's, it's spicy. The two of them together, you just you want to watch them. You know, that's one of the big things that we do when we break these stories is we, we look at um, putting characters together and going what are going to be the most dynamic scenes where there's enough pressure put on the characters where you see their character come out and when you put claire and john gray together you Uh. know it's going to be good when you put jamie and john gray together you know it's going to be good you know you just know that there's going to be this um underlying you know whether it's angst or Mm. or jealousy or you know what what do you have that i don't you know that kind of thing and envy you know, I think John Gray envies Claire. Uh, he just, or he's actually, it, it is envy. We've had this discussion. Um, he's never had Jamie, so he has to be envious. I, if he had Jamie, he'll be jealous. I think that's the difference. Yeah, and the way that he, he's such a gentleman, so he contains it, and he has to hold so much in. One of my favorite things about the two of them together is he is, he's a man out of his time. He's in a, in a time that people don't accept what he is, and so they have this connection that, outside of Jamie as well. And so there's just so many different layers to how they connect. 
this scene, it was funny. This was something that we had to work around all these different schedules to shoot everything. So we took this lean-to out of the woods, out of Fraser's Ridge, and put it into a barn. Oh, right. You guys were yeah, at Falklands near, when you Inverness. shot this, right? Yeah, this, this was, was out by Falkland. Yeah, so we were doing an Inverness scene, I believe. Yeah. Um, we were shooting Roger for um, 405 on the same day as this. Right. right. And it was a really wonderful couple that owned this farm, and they let us use their barn and we yeah set up shop in there and that's it was, right and this was the the ice box right it was the ice yeah. box yes which the by the way infamous is, ice box which is most <laughs> of scotland in the winter so it's not like uh, yeah. even our stages when we're when we're filming on our stages you walk in and sometimes i'll leave my office and grab my heavy coat and and uh yeah. my sister danny will be oh you're going to the stages because you know that's where you're going <laughs> Because it's so cold in there. Yeah, I got warned the first day I showed up. They're like, you're not going to the stages without a coat. Yes. You're going to need layers. Yeah. It's not Southern California. You know, it's not Southern California. <laughs> yeah, I like that I like that they've given up their, their place to stay in the, in yeah. the lean-to, right? Yeah, they want Lord John Gray and Lord William Ransom to sleep right. in the feather bed. That's also known as Willie. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's also her way of having some private time with Jamie. Yeah, we, we, we try to look for, you know, as we go through the seasons, you know, each episode, we try to find moments that Jamie and Claire can have an alone time. We, we try at least once. Um, certainly when we go to script, that's one of the big... Uh, we don't have rules here when we write scripts, but, you know, one of the things we say when we send everybody out is hey look for those moments we said right. look for a moment with jamie and claire look for a moment um that you can you can find it within your um 55 60 pages <laughs> you know to to put that in there and that was definitely it's the kind of thing where i have to imagine if i had a child and then they remembered me after all this time the first person i would want to tell is my significant other sure. just sort of you, you can be vulnerable with them in a way you can't be with anyone else. And so that was a nice way to express what's happening for Jamie inside. Because he's not going to show Willie right now. He yeah. can't. Yeah, and it's it, it definitely is. Uh, it's got to be painful for. That's why John Gray early on said, hey, I just want to, you know, I had a check with you. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. left him by the river because I, I wanted to check in case you said no way. Which, of course, he didn't think he would, but because he knew it would be kind of painful. But John Gray is also in that place where, you know, he really wants to see Jamie. Right. You know? Especially after Isabel's death. This was fun. This was, a, this was one of those moments I know we talked about a lot in script is we needed, um, we needed Jamie to be just, just revealing enough that Murtaugh could see through him. And I think Sam does a wonderful job here in in just prior to this moment. He gave it up. You know what I mean? It's almost like he wanted Murtaugh to know, but he didn't want to tell him. And that's a tough thing to do, you know. Yeah. Um, these you know, Duncan and Sam play really well off each other. They're they're you know, over the course of the 
the years of, of being on Outlander, they've created a relationship and a bond, and you really feel it on, on I think you feel it on camera. Definitely, and we shot the reunion scene for 405, and that was such a happy, beautiful scene, and it was such a powerful moment, and to sort of see them here where they're starting to be at odds. Yeah, yeah. They really leaned into it nicely. I love the reunion moment, oh. and, and the reunion... The moment with uh, uh, Claire as well. I did. I remember seeing the dailies of the moment with Claire, and I almost lost my mind because there was a barn um, out in the background. I was like, "Why didn't you guys move the camera five feet?" You know. Oh. And uh, we, everybody called and checked, and we were going to take it out, you know, via visual effects and stuff like that. But it was one of those moments where I lost. The first time I saw it, I was fixated on yeah. something practical. I was more producer matt than i was you know writer matt and, mm-hmm. and sometimes that that you got to change hats so many but the moment plays so beautifully i love that moment oh. look at these two guys playing chess you know think wow how <laughs> when you when you pitch it in the room it's like these are the most boring scenes in the world but you know what you they're not, you know. When when we pitch them, we know they're going to be dynamic. We know that the, the the actors are going to bring so much to the scene that we actually kind of pitch them too much, you know. Well, especially with these two. Yeah. I mean, you put them around a chess table, and that's sort of it. I don't know. It defines their relationship. It's how it started. It means so much to, you know. I know when Denise was setting out to shoot this, she really wanted to pay homage to their first time. Yes. at Ardsmere, sort of playing chess and how that's how their relationship built. This is a very comfortable place for these two to be. And so it's nice to sort of see them return to that, but in this new world. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to create a bond while you're, you know, warden prisoner. Yeah. And you create a friendship that carries over throughout years, you know, 15-something years. I know it's been... Such and what a compliment he plays right there. You know that's oh, why yeah. when you say, "Hey, let's have John Gray and Jamie playing chess," it means so much more because mm-hmm. you know it, once it's on camera, you know it's going to just sing, and it does. That's interesting when you see that shot of Willie. I remember first watching it, going, "Wait, is it blurry?" But it's it's the old windows. Yeah. They were never perfectly clear. They're sort of beveled and had these. Once again, um, you know, Gary Steele and his team, when they, when they do things, you know, when they design things, when, they, when the set dressers come in and they, they put things in, it's, it's always period, you know, if you went into any drawer in one of those cabinets, there would be something in there just in case the actor needed to go in and, and look for something during a scene because they felt motivated to do that. And, yeah. and I really, um, the attention to detail is... Uh, has always been um, above and beyond with our art department and our costume department. You know, you you look at the embroidery and the details, the, details, the, 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 the fur, I mean, the faux fur, I should say. But yeah. it looks, you know, amazing. The leather straps. It's just um, unreal how coat, much detail. That yeah. coat that John Gray's wearing, I think everyone was jealous of it. Everyone, when you'd be out there in the cold and he was wearing this incredible coat that just sort of spoke for itself we did uh we did a a kind of a behind the scenes scene 
you know, we do these extra scenes every now and then. And um, I was I was working on it with with David, and I he looks great in both in the coat without the coat. So I said to him, you know, what do you want to what do you want to wear? And he's like, any chance to wear this coat? And yeah. he puts it on, and he bugs. I'm like, all right, you look great. So um, yeah, in this moment, actually, there was a lot of conversation about does he have his coat on? Does he have his coat off? Is he going to be too hot? Because a lot of the way we light these sets are these giant fires. Yes. <laughs> and he's sitting right next to one of those giant fires. Yeah. So it was but very you know, warm it, and cozy. it works even if he was hot because you're supposed to have a fever. Exactly. So what the hell? Yeah. Right? <laughs> he method for a minute. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was a fun one. This was such a. F- this is one of those days you go to work and you wonder how this is going to go down because there's a lot of physical things happening here. And Jamie's got to force this. Oh, right. This is the... Yeah. Yeah. And once again, these are those moments where you go, you know, Sam is so... <laughs> the, that, that was my favorite part. Yeah. When he grabs him by the collar and he's kind of nonchalant. He's just like, you know... <laughs> almost like he's grabbing a, 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 a small dog or something. You know, exactly. pulling, but the way he did it was... It was great. Yeah, right there. He doesn't even see. He just feels him. Don't even try it. Yeah. He knows. He knows exactly yeah. what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the moment was because Sam kind of looked away and it was almost like, you're exactly the way I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back when the stables, because Willie back in the day was a little, you know, I'll say an S-H-I-T, you know, or a pill, <laughs> you know, for those of you yes. who, and and the way Sam handled um, that Willie is kind of the same way he's handling this one. Exactly. And yeah. it's one of those things, too, where you look and you see this kid who's got this fighting spirit in him and he's going to recognize a little bit of himself there. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. Exactly. It's partially his fault. He's got to deal with it. He's stubborn. <laughs> exactly. Stubborn Willie has got to be from a Fraser blood, right? <laughs> That was something interesting. This is the first time I've ever had to work with horses, and they definitely bring their own magic to the scene. They're going to stop and go as they please, and it brings a certain level of, you know, spontaneity to the scenes. I like that that Jamie brings them to to the spot. You know, we, we discuss this a lot, is this moment where, you know, Jamie's looking, or the boy's looking at the view, and Jamie's looking at, you know, his son. And once again, he still can't, he still can't say, "Yeah, you're my son," you know. And um, and I know you guys had a lot of um, conversations about how to block these scenes, because you got, you know, a guy in a bed, yeah, and a woman, you know, standing over him, caring for him, for multiple scenes. Three really big and different scenes. So we talked a lot about. You know, you don't want to manipulate just to make it interesting visually. You've got to make sure that it's motivated. And so it was about his clothing, his makeup, where she is, how long she's been nursing, um, the measles and the slow progression of that and how that happened. Well, I mean, you know, we could talk a little bit about this. You know, it's not just, you know, when we prep, we prep each episode for about five to six weeks. And some of the conversations that, that, endless conversations sometimes and i know we talked about this probably for five weeks about 
what his measles looked like on day one, what his measles looked like on, yeah. you know, hour two, and, and the progressions, and we look at pictures, and we, we go through this, and it's, yeah. and it's really what we want it to look like. And then it's how does it play on camera? Yeah. So there's that there's that step too, and and um, you know the glamour of Hollywood when you're in your <laughs> ninth measles meeting. And and you know it's interesting though because you go through all those meetings and you get to a point where you're like, okay, I think we've talked it through. We know what we're doing. Everybody just can we shoot this thing? And then to watch these two actors perform this scene in particular was probably one of my favorite moments. They just when you get to see them sort of bring it to life and also just the choices they make and the, the everything they put into it it can be so, so powerful and it makes it feel brand new again when you've read the stuff a hundred yeah. times and when you've been in a million well, it makes meetings, it feel like it's worth it, it, it it's yeah. absolutely worth it and yeah. this was this was definitely one of those yeah. days and it's funny you know 90 percent of these meetings you know well actually about 99 percent of these meetings the actors are unaware that we're even having these conversations, right. you know, and um, that's kind of the you, you, you what what we want to do as writers and producers and and the production staff and the designers want to give um, the actors every tool possible mm-hmm. to be in the moment to perform. And it's putting the measles on john gray uh, you know so david goes okay this is how i should feel you know this is right. so he can he can portray that and and um you know the the setting or, or warming the set the exact you know so it would be too warm or it would be you know and you guys had the the, the benefit of it being winter yeah so you know it was cold outside so it was a warm set you know yeah but it it was cold outside. It was freezing outside. Yeah. And the other thing that, you know, Nick, the AD, really did by design was making sure that we were shooting these scenes in a linear fashion. So the actors yeah. and all of the wardrobe and makeup could sort of progress and they could naturally and, go with their emotions. Which and that often goes you don't get that for the privilege. for the breakdown. Much of our show is, is shot totally out of order. But there are some episodes. There are some you know, full story oh, this, arcs. Sorry, this is my favorite moment. With she says, "I was born that way," and then every every performance, David Barry had this intensity at the end, and I love this shot too. I just think so was, was I. So and when he I. says "so was I," you know, I think the the pain on his face there. It, you know, it, it's funny. The last season we did a profile shot when Jamie walks away, and. David's so great is that even in a profile shot, you get all the pain, oh, you know? Yeah. So, um, this was a, this was an interesting day. So on the day that we shot this, we arrived to shoot and it snowed all night. And so it wouldn't match. So we had to let the snow melt. And then as soon as it melted, we started to shoot and it started to rain. Yeah. And so we were oh, shooting this was in the, rain. Uh, this was the day of days, right? Yeah, this four was seasons the, in yeah, one four day. Se- four seasons in one hour you had. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. We went from snow to rain yeah. and then the sun came out and then out of nowhere, lightning and yes. a hailstorm. Yes. Within we, a matter of minutes, we, we were, were actually surrounded by filming, dots. Uh, we were filming a, a second unit day on, uh, I think it's Semex on the same day. And... <laughs> we were going through something similar thinking about you guys. Oh, my God. You know, because we were more controlled. Yeah. So. 
I can't tell you how many crew members came up to me and said, welcome to Scotland, four yeah. seasons in a day. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but there are people from around the United States, you know, they say that in North Carolina, they say that in Montana, they say yeah. that in Oregon and Washington. We do not say that in California. We, we don't. say it's 80 degrees today. Yeah, have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your sunblock. Yes. There was a lot of demonstrating of how this might happen yeah. in the writer's room. <laughs> yeah. All wrong, by the way. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, it was... I think we've always wanted to do this. The, yeah. The, the, the tickling the trout scene. Yeah, this came from a previous book, and we added it to this moment because yeah. it just really... As, as our loyal book fans know, um, we do... We do try to, when, when one of their favorite scenes from, say, Dragonfly or Outlander or Voyager, you know, isn't, isn't filmed in the moment when it's supposed to happen, um, they can rest assured that we are probably, you know, well, hopefully they think this, that they might see it. You know, there's a chance they might see it. It might not, it certainly wasn't where they thought it would be. But we try to get them in, you know, because we have the thing that, that we work with is called time. And <laughs> we just don't have a lot of it. So uh, in that sense, if we can, we, we, we keep uh, keep them on what we call our storyboards. And we have these scenes. And, and sometimes writers will go, hey, you know, I can use this scene right. here. And it works perfectly. So That was one of those scenes I think Tony had she wrote it in a previous script and then it got out and then we were like, oh, wait, Tony. It, it's probably been in five different scripts. Yeah, exactly. And they just keeps getting uh, kind of kicked down because you really want it to, you know, you really want it. It's such a great scene. You know, you there's there's a lot of those in, in the books where you go, oh, I love this moment. And then so you have to kind of try to find the moment it works. Yeah. Um, this was interesting. I remember Matt in a meeting we were talking about what size of rifle and if Oliver would be able to handle a rifle. And I just thought, you know, he's probably gonna be able to handle anything. And Matt just said, really Shana. And he picked up one of the rifles. We were in the artillery and he said, here, try to just hold this for me. Now pull the trigger. <laughs> and they, these are old guns. They're not easy to They're heavy. <laughs> work with. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there's one thing about holding it. There's another thing by aiming it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that's and, and and you weren't the first that went through that demonstration, trust <laughs> me. And you probably won't be the last. I like the I like the snow. I like the authenticity of the scene, you know. Um feels like winter, but it also feels like uh or not winter but more like early fall. Yeah. But um uh or late fall, sorry. But the, the length we, we, we go to in production, and, and, and once again, these are one of those moments where you have endless conversations about what this is going to look like. Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons why we chose this location, which we see a few different times, but is that water in the background. Allie and Denise on the day just got, during the scout, got so excited about how they could light that with the moonlight. And... Oh, I'm sure they did, and then I'm sure Brian, our sound... <laughs> Anytime there's moving water next to people talking <laughs> is not a good thing. So where one thing may look beautiful, 
the sound will will <laughs> be ruined. Um, so I'm sure during the tech scout, he was probably having heart palpitations of well, why would you yeah. pick a waterfall? It's interesting you bring that up too because on the scout that water was a lot lower. Yeah. And then on the day of, it had been raining and storming, and next thing you know, it was it was definitely more of a sound issue. Yeah. So they had to handle that for sure. Yeah, this the, was, this, the, was, this is kind of those things. The things you have to think about. Yeah. You know. <laughs> this was, I think, the scene we were all very interested to see, sort of how Oliver was going to deliver this and on the night. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, he, I, you could tell that they were informing each other's performance in a beautiful way, and they were both very supportive of each other. I think Sam was really impressed and moved by Oliver's dedication in this yeah. moment. You know, I remember at the read-through, um, when Oliver did his his reading, we were, you know, obviously we see casting, we watch his tapes, and we all agreed on him, we picked him. And, but, you know, when he came through the read-through, knew every line, mm-hmm. had studied his script, was so great. We were like, all right, we, we did, this was a good choice. Yeah. You know, and he, he worked at his craft and, and um, you know, once again, the, this is one of those scenes we, we discussed multiple times in the room and then from oh, the page. Yeah. And um, you worry, mm-hmm. you know, because you put a lot of weight on on such a young actor. And I think it helps that you have Sam Hewen to play off of. Absolutely. So, um, you know, that Sam really gives him so much that it, it helps the other actors. So, um, and, and plus like, nighttime scenes too. It's even, it's yeah, even worse. It was freezing cold that night. Yeah. You can see, look at the, you know, their breath. And, um, I know you guys shot this in January or February. Or, right. You know, can't remember the exact date, but I know it was in one, that's when the block films. So, had to be cold. We were walking on icy mud. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you guys did it. You guys spent all night in freezing cold temperature. Then you went into the stages with these <laughs> scenes. And it, it gets, oh, well, I mean, the, where you guys are, you know, sitting just outside the stage is freezing. But when yeah. you go into the set, it's it's really hot. So you have to... You know, calibrating the clothing on Outlander is just crazy. <laughs> I'm just—I'm just saying. I've—I've really... I've never worn so many layers of clothes. I had a routine to come home, just unlayer and unlayer. And the crew just—they seem to have it as a second nature to sort of handle any sort of weather. They've got the right outfit. I, I think it's one of the only jobs I've ever had where, when somebody, you, when you have a drink, you know, your, you know, water or what, tea or coffee or whatever you're drinking. You have to think about, okay, if I have this... Oh, this shot. I'm oh, sorry. This is one of those shots that I, I just love. It's one of my favorites where they just really opened up the room. And it's a, it's a, it's an angle we really haven't seen on that bed, but it was oh, the, uh, sort of expressing uh, he, Yeah, Allie went overhead yeah. and, well, Allie and Denise. Yeah. Um, Allie Walker is our uh, director of photography, what we call our DP. And Denise DeNovi directed um, this episode. And over the course of prep, they would, you know, uh, spend a lot of time together planning shots. Um, and sometimes they, they go out f- 
completely the way you planned it and sometimes um <laughs> they don't and you have to readjust in the moment so um best laid plans i also think at shooting the scene that there was a blizzard coming in and they were predicting that all the freeways and everything would be closed and so it's one of those difficult moments where you're shooting in such a important scene like this where everything has worked up to this moment for him to get there emotionally and the actors are fully committed in the moment and then you've got a snowstorm coming in outside right. and you've got a crew going wait are we all going to be snowed in here for the entire night or are we going to call it and we eventually um did end up having to call it that day and we called a few days during um during the block because of uh, massive snowstorms this was yeah this was one of those uh we we never really we got lucky the first few years where we never got snowed in we never had a lot of yeah. snow and this year this season we we had a, just a ton and yeah. um kind of had to work work around it this was also we built up the measles built up the fever built up the red um you have to work within lighting to make sure it shows that's always difficult um you know, we knew, you know, also in the writing room, uh, we yeah. talked about these scenes, uh, you know, you always, when, when you, in the book, you get people's thoughts, you know, what they're thinking and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the scenes can be very dynamic when you're reading what someone thinks, but when you're not and you have to show it and you, you can't play it, you can't film a thought. I always say you can't film a thought and, um, you know, to make them really dynamic, it's the acting. You know, you got to bring out the writing has to be able to um, be so dynamic that the actors can can bring it to the screen. And I think you know these scenes with with uh, both Katrina and David are are amazing. You know, they really they brought their A game to this uh, to this uh, episode. Yeah. So yeah, I think they enjoyed sort of playing around with the takes and sort of finding. The sweet spot they're finding a rhythm yeah. you know sometimes you, you know you know the worst thing is when you see the rehearsal and it's just amazing oh yeah and then your first take is nothing like the rehearsal and you go <laughs> no we should have filmed the rehearsal um and that happens it happens every now and then and then the progression of trying to get back to that place yeah This is one of the only scenes we Sorry, I got interested in the scene. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I was curious which way you're going to go with that one. Yeah, um I don't know if you noticed, but the even the the muskets um which I like we I talked to to Jim Elliott, our armorer who handles all the weapons on the show is if you notice a couple of the weapons are one's a little bit red and one's a little bit blue and when i was in the museum in north carolina the cherokee museum in north carolina they had colored you know muskets and i was i asked the question and and they that's what the british traded with them so yeah. i asked jim if he could do it to be that much more authentic than yeah. um uh than you know what you've normally see portrayed and and 
That was something these actors, the Cherokee actors, really responded to, too. They loved the attention to detail that was put into that. Yeah, this is the one thing where, you know, we we tried to use either First Nation or American Indians in every, every well, we did. Every role is either First Nation or American Indian mm-hmm. in, in the season. And um, it's very, it was very important to us. Um, and uh, I think it really shows, you know, everything really pays off. Oh, it's such a moment. Yeah. No, Willie. <laughs> it was a fun day in the room when the scene first came up and we were all sort of shooting around ideas and sort of the blood of my blood moment really. Yes. I mean, once again, here comes the title. Came in, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I always like when there's a payoff from the title. Yeah. You know, because you read it, you see it on on this, you know, your your DVRs or your your guides or wherever you're seeing it and and you know, there should be a payoff from it. And and I think this is one of those that really did. And this hug, as you know, in the time was not something that could happen very often, so it was such a wonderful thing to be able to earn a moment where Jamie could have that moment with yeah as a as a earl you know letting yeah. just a guy you know his groom hug him mm-hmm. would not be acceptable and that's why it's so important and i you know i'm one of those people that that don't like our characters to hug in public i don't mm-hmm. like other characters to to hug in, in in when i mean in public i mean in public spaces in on in the scenes because um, when when Jamie and Claire do it, it should be special, and that moment makes that much more special when the when the I, I can't remember what he is the ninth Earl of Ellesmere or whatever uh, yeah. Ransom right yeah yeah is, Lord William Ransom yes the ninth Earl of Ellesmere would not let the groom hug him and when he does that's what makes it such a special moment that's what yeah. makes it so powerful and you know Jamie just as you know aching for something like exactly. that for this connection with his son exactly and then that the boy actually you know gives himself over you know any there's obviously some kind of connection blood connection mm-hmm. you know blood of my blood connection <laughs> so sorry we're watching that's what's going on oh yeah we're watching the scene every now and then that happens <laughs> We end up uh, right along with you, getting drawn in. I love that. I I feel like it's so hard for Claire, I think, in this time to have someone she can confide in and discuss things with. And this is a very rare opportunity where she's sort of able to communicate in a place where you never would expect it. Yeah. There's an empathy there that is one of the things I love about her. I think for me in this is she's giving him a little bit back. Yeah. You know, she knows she has the thing he wants. She knows that he would give anything to be with Jamie. So she she's giving him a little gift here. And that's what I really like about the scene. Um, uh, 
you know, even though there's a little bit of, you know, like I said, that magnet, that yeah. flipped over magnet. And, um, but what keeps them coming back is that they both love Jamie so much and they want the best for Jamie. And, and she it, knows, I think, I think Claire knows deep in her heart that, that John Gray is good for Jamie in some way. Yeah, they have so much in common. I mean, even in that 20 years she wasn't with Jamie, she knows exactly how John Gray is yeah. feeling and what that feels like. And so in the fact that they're on the same side of the magnet. Yes. <laughs> they don't connect, but yet they understand right. each other. Oh, traveling shots. They're my favorite. But Scotland's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina. North Carolina <laughs> is beautiful. This was an interesting thing. There was a lot of debate on if they should be on different horses. And then their, their second horse is carrying the deer. Yeah. And that was an interesting thing. I, I didn't realize that putting the deer over the horse was a real thing because a horse doesn't want to have an animal on it. Right. And so that proved to be a little bit tricky. But this was one of those moments where you figure it out in the moment. Of course, they need to be sitting together. But I just love, once again, that moment for, the, for them to be close. That's organic. Yeah. But it allows... And they're both facing forward. So it's not this moment that's too intense where they would be staring at each other. But you sort of see... Yeah, I don't you know. get you a, see father son there. Yeah, you get you get you get a great you know moment of connection out mm -hmm. of out of necessity, but mm -hmm. it's really you know. And they're coming up. I think it was, is it the one is Denise Drive and the other one's Alley oh, Alley right. yeah, Alleyway yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> Alley Avenue. There's two. Uh, yeah. For those of you who haven't connected, there's a couple paths that come into Fraser's Ridge and. Our director of photography and and uh, director decided to name them after themselves, I guess. Well, they each had a preference. Oh, and right, So it became right. one of those things where, like, I want to shoot this way. Are you sure the light's better this way? And it's right. like, okay, we're not doing Alley Avenue. We're going to do Denise, Denise Drive right, right now. Right, right, right. But and so perfect. it became a fun fun way for us all to really know which way and we're I shooting. And I think they're still named that now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, must have been raining that day, huh? It a lot was, of wet hair. It was definitely raining that day. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> I think we were trying to figure out a great um, prescription drug. Right. Carrots and livers time. and whatever. Is that, <laughs> is that what would Claire, you know... Uh, well, actually, I, I don't even know. That might, I don't even know if we did that or it was from the book. I can't remember. But um. it was a combination. We definitely talked about. Well, would she be giving him vitamin? We we didn't want after what they've been through. Of course, she would be giving him something. Yeah. Also, some medical advice because yeah. obviously she he's been very sick. But you know, she's from '68, and so yes. even then, vitamins weren't really talked about. Right. So, so she has to talk about yeah. what can I what can I prescribe for you in a sense. <laughs> to make you feel better so eat these things and they'll have all the the you know they'll have the drugs that you'll need to make you feel better right i was Just doing air quotes there for those of you who didn't see <laughs> definite air quotes uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know which is more sad to see john gray have to say goodbye or jamie to say goodbye to willie yeah <laughs> 
We do a lot of goodbyes on Outlander. Yeah. And this is a, a callback to that first goodbye. Yeah, I think that... That Hellwater episode. I, I think people will recognize it, that we're, we did the flip. Yeah. You know? Or earlier when... Those those people, every, everybody, the audience that have seen all the way through will recognize this uh, this moment. Except the big difference. Willie looks back. Willie looks back and... And Jamie takes that step like Willie did, you know? He kind of wanted to run after him. And there's so much mystery in what's going on in Willie's head there that... Well, we discussed that multiple times. Oh, yeah. It's like, what does he know? What What does he he hope? What What does does he think? Yeah. And I think that was why it was so important that he was riding with Jamie, you know, on the same horse right before this moment. And, you know, Denise and I... Uh, talked about it as well um you got to see that connection and you guys did a great job filming this uh uh this episode uh, the shots you know all the way through just you know help tell the story and that, that's what it's about when you bring when you bring it all together and jamie giving a milk bath i mean what are you, gonna, what are you what talking more about can you ask for? i know <laughs> it, it's already you know, it's already Jamie Frazier's, like, you know, that guy. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> Jamie Frazier. What are you going to do? He's always doing the right thing. He's... She nursed his friend, and now he's going to nurse her. Yeah. It's all. <laughs> I think, well, this this moment was discussed multiple times. It oh, moved yeah. around a little bit. It yeah. finally ended up in your script, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, because it you know sort of the the first time that they're all that they are really alone in so many i mean very challenging episodes for them as a couple yeah finally take a breath really yeah 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 um (laughs) More importantly, this is this is the the moment where we're we're trying to fix something, you know, where we're yes. trying to get to, um, as as the audience. Uh, well, most people have already watched the episode a few times, and now they're joining <laughs> us on the podcast. So, um, but yeah, we we discussed this. We tried to find a place for it in the season of when we could when it would be the the most natural time for him to do it. Right, and then. We had to kind of work it out, and it ended up. I know it bounced around scripts. Um, right, like it gets, did it fit here? Did it fit there? It gets but set it, up really well in yeah. four hundred five, where Jamie's going to find the silversmith. Yes, and of course. It's sort of like okay, now we can pull Murtaugh into the yeah. story and his craftsmanship. Yeah. So then we finally get the ring, mm-hmm. and it, it seemed to fit in this episode because it was such a, uh, a you know, it wasn't so, you know a downbeat. You know, it was. It's mm-hmm. it's a moment that you feel like he would really do it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those moments, you know, he has in his back pocket for yeah. <laughs> for one of those. Days. Yes, yes, yes. Like he just didn't. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is one another another scene. You know, you have to be vulnerable as an actress. You know, you're in a bathtub. You know, you know, the, for a day. You know. Yeah. So. 
Definitely, and they work so the well together. And supporting that vulnerability yeah. and helping each other be in the moment and comfortable. Yeah, I'm, it actually fits really... It's kind of a coda to the episode, and I think it fits really well. Because ultimately, what's Outlander about? Well, you're looking at it right there. Yeah. It's about our, you know, our two, uh, you know, Jamie and Claire. So, mm-hmm. you know, and why not end on throughout on, all of it? The crazy things can happen, but they always come back together. And it is work, it's, work through it. It is, you know, and I say this a lot in in in. in the writer's room is we're not that kind of hey are they gonna stay together are they is it is it you know i hope these two kids can make it you know it's like that it's just like our thing is like how do they make it yeah you know all the people all the things that get thrown at them and 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 people who try to rip them apart it's it's how do they how do they make it and um i think these are the moments you need to say this is why it's important that they do make it you know without these moments in the show then you don't have you know you you miss the the, the core of outlander right just as a timeless love <laughs> yeah um, well, that was, uh, uh, I, I really enjoyed that episode. I thought it was, you know, come straight and kind of in the middle and, and I really did like it. Uh, you did a wonderful job on the script and, um, I think the performances were amazing. So you did a wonderful job, um, shepherding this through with Denise and Oviarch. <laughs> so until next week, yeah. um, thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. This was fantastic. It was such a great experience. Cool. Uh, Good night, night, everyone, and see you next week. Good night.